Welcome back. Glad to have you along for another episode of The Lord of the Storm. I'm your Bible reading friend, Dan Parr, and today we are in Acts chapter 2. Go ahead and grab your Bible, and you can turn there now. I will, of course, be reading from my fabulous, easy-to-understand-and-read, or EUR, version. Oh, and I have to tell you, so earlier, I got the author samples from Amazon, and the hardbound cover, it's great. It's big, good-sized print, but the paperback? Man, I can tell I've no longer got the eyes of a 20-year-old. So if you're going to get one, let me just say, get the hardbound or the audio, and only get the paperback if you want to give your eyes a workout. All right, let's pray. Father, as we read your word today, open our eyes so that we can see you. Speak to us, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Acts 2. Now when the day of Pentecost had come, they were together in one place. Suddenly from the sky there was a sound like the rushing of a mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Tongues like fire appeared and were distributed to them, and one sat on each of them. Then they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages, as the Spirit gave them the ability to do so. Now there were in Jerusalem Jews, devout men, from every nation. When they heard this sound, crowds came together and were baffled, because everyone heard them speaking in their own language. They were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Aren't all these who are speaking from Galilee? How do we hear everyone speaking in our own native language? Parthenians, Medes, Elamites, and people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, parts of Libya around Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and those who converted, Cretans and Arabians, we all hear them speaking in our own languages about the mighty works of God. They were all amazed and were wondering, saying to one another, What does this mean? Others, mocking them, said, They are drunk from wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and spoke to them, Men of Judea and all you who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to my words. For these men aren't drunk, as you suppose, as it is only nine in the morning. But this is what has been spoken through the prophet Joel. It will be in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Yes, and on both my male and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the sky above and signs on the earth beneath, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and glorious day of the Lord comes. It will be that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Men of Israel, Hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth was a man approved by God by his mighty works, wonders, and signs which were done in front of you. As you yourselves know, this Jesus, who was handed over as part of God's wise plan, you took by the hand of criminals and crucified and killed. But God raised him up, having freed him from the pain of death because it was not possible that he should be held by it. For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before my face. For he is at my right hand, that I should not be moved. Therefore, my heart was glad, and my tongue rejoiced. Even more, my body also will live in hope, because you will not leave my soul in hell. Neither will you allow your Holy One to see decay. You made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of joy with your presence. Brothers, I tell you this, King David died and was buried, and his tomb is with us today. But being a prophet, 
he knew that God had sworn with an oath that one from his descendants, he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. David saw this in the future, and so he spoke about the resurrection of the Christ, that his soul wasn't left in hell, and his flesh didn't see decay. This is Jesus, who God raised up, and we are all witnesses to it. Being exalted by the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, Jesus has poured out his Spirit, which you now see and hear. For David didn't ascend into the heavens, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit by my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Let all the house of Israel know with certainty that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus who you crucified. Now, when the people heard this, their hearts were broken and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promises to you and to your children and to all who haven't been born yet, this many the Lord our God will call to himself. With many other words he testified and warned them, saying, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. About 3,000 souls were added that day. They continued steadily in the apostles' teaching and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and prayer. Fear came on every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. All who believed were together and held all things in common. They sold their possessions and goods and distributed them to all according as anyone had need. Day by day, continuing steadily together in the temple and breaking bread at home, they ate their food with joy and unity, praising God and having favor with all the people. The Lord added to the church day by day those who were being saved. From the EUR Bible version, that is Acts 2. A couple of things that stuck out to me this time was, one, the fact that the disciples didn't really have to do anything to receive the Holy Spirit. I mean, they were together and they were praying, but it's not like they had to call him down out of heaven or plead with God to fill them. They were just doing life, reading, praying, in fellowship with others. This is just a reminder to me that it's not about us. It's not our efforts that make things happen. It's not like we get to 20,000 hours of prayer and then a bell goes off and we get rewarded with the Holy Spirit. No, just live your life in the Lord. Read, pray, have fellowship, seek him, and he will be found. It's not about our actions. Receiving the Holy Spirit is just what happens. If you're a believer, you already have him. Now, you can receive continual feelings of the Holy Spirit and increase your capacity for the Holy Spirit as you mature in your faith and grow. I heard it explained like filling a balloon with air. You can take four or five breaths and blow up a balloon, and the balloon will be filled with air, but it has the capacity to hold much more. It's like that with us and the Holy Spirit. As we pay more attention to Him and follow His promptings, we better learn when He is speaking, and the more familiar we become with His voice, the more we are filled with him, so to speak. And then one other thing I wanted to mention was how the people around the disciples heard them speaking in different languages. And we might think, well, that doesn't happen anymore, but it does. I had a pastor once who told us this story. A man who was a regular church attender at his church had his mother come for a visit from Portugal. Now, this mother didn't speak any English at all. But it was Sunday, and this man came to church like always and brought his mother with him. During the service, he noticed that she was kind of nodding along and paying attention, even though she didn't speak English. And after the service, she asked her son, where did your pastor learn to speak such beautiful Portuguese? 
The man tells her he doesn't. He just spoke the entire sermon in English. But she insisted, no, he was talking about this and that and said this. And then it dawned on them. The pastor was speaking in English, but she was hearing it perfectly in her native language. It was the Holy Spirit somehow causing her to hear it and understand. So pretty amazing. The last thing that I'll mention today is Peter's response to the crowd when they realized that they needed Jesus in their lives. What does he tell them? Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've done. Jesus can save you. Just like Peter told them, repent or turn away from your sins and be baptized in the name of Jesus. Tell him you're sorry for the sins you've made and ask him to come into your life and save you. And he will. And he'll give you the Holy Spirit to help you in your new life. But it's up to you to take that first step and admit that you've sinned and that you need him. He will guide you along after you come to him. So let's pray. Father, thank you for the Holy Spirit to cheer, guide, and encourage us and convict us when we've done wrong. For it's only after we repent that we can have an open, unhindered relationship with you. If there is someone listening today that needs you in their life, help them to see that, I pray. Be on their hearts and minds so that they will repent and turn to you. And we know, Lord, that you will never turn away the one who comes to you in faith. Lord, bless those that are listening today. May they be filled with the Holy Spirit, and may you work mightily through them for your glory. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And that's going to wrap it up for this episode. But don't worry, we've got another one right around the corner for you. Thanks for listening today. God bless.